Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage podcast with this amazing queen, Tahira Young. Uh, but before we get into this outstanding guest, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button if you are on YouTube or Facebook. And if you are any on any other podcasting platform like Spotify or Apple or Google, please buckle up because it's going to be an amazing ride. So Tahira Young here was born in New Jersey, but now lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, she is has been on a healing journey for the last three to five years, going to her fair share of therapy and reading books. But she's done her own therapy, and now she is helping others and mentoring and coaching others. She helps women reconnect to themselves with all the love that they have within them, forgiveness for themselves and others, and helping them change their mindset around life, business, and relationships. She's also broken the cycle of family trauma, and she helped heal, heal her own family by being open and honest with communication and communication and having forgiveness for herself and others. She says that the three key points of healing are self-love, forgiveness, and having a great relationship with that inner child. She's also, this woman's fascinating. She's also a third level Reiki master. She's already sending me some good vibes over here. And she is an NLP student. But all of that doesn't surpass her being a wonderful wife to a supportive husband and the mother of three amazing children. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Tahira Young. What's up, Tahira? Hi, thank you for having me. Ah, so excited to be here. <laughs> I already know. I mean, goodness gracious, I've been excited about this because I want to hear about your healing journey. Um, tell me, like, what has happened in this timeline over the last three to five years? And uh, I'll be asking some little questions, in, you know, here and there just to just get a little deeper. In it. So go for it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been a interesting ride by by far. Not has it hasn't been very very easy by any means. It's been a lot of roller coasters, up and downs. It's been some highs and lows. It's been very very challenging. Um, it was just me knocking my head a couple of times and trying to see the lights. And there was a lot of resistance at the beginning. And I had to like finally say enough is enough. I had to really just step in and like give it to God and like lead me lead me the way lead the way to this healing and i started with my own therapy for a very short period of time and then i transitioned to okay nothing knocking therapy it does work for other people but for me it didn't work for me so i decided to take it you know up a notch to my own level and i started to read a lot of books um started to do a lot of workshops and a lot of trainings and I started to really dig about my past and what it all means and really ripping everything apart from my relationships with my family, relationship with myself, relationship with my, with my extended family and what does that look like and really start to set boundaries for people who really need it mm. and speaking with my own voice. Um, can't stay quiet if you're wanting to have those results or those boundaries and trusting yourself. So That's right. I was starting to start to speak up and really step up and start to say, hey, this is not working for me and I need to kind of like put it into a lot of things. So 
it was very, very painful, but I was able to forgive other people who mm. really, really had given me this, this traumatic experiences. And then also most importantly, I was able to forgive myself in the mix. Um, and that is what I transpired to healing my own family and then turning that into a business to help other people. Outstanding. Wow. So let's go back a little bit. I'm trying to take notes. Yeah. But I mean, please forgive me if I miss uh, some things. So what were some of those books that you read uh, to help you with your own therapy? So I actually did a self-help book, which was like all about self-forgiveness, self-healing. Um, there was some about self-love and about those traumatic experiences with depression, anxiety, those kind of books that I read. I kind of been reading them since I was 18. Um, I would read a couple chapters, put it down, pick it back up a couple of years later, you know, put it back down. But then I was like, you know what? I'm tired of putting it down, reading it, putting it down. I'm going to read the entire thing. And I actually read all of these books and start to put things in perspective. And that's when I started doing the meditation. That's when things started to click for me on a spiritual level where I'm able to start connecting the dots there was a lot of holes in those um in, in that transition and i wanted to connect all the dots to make sense for me so i was like oh i can turn this into a business overall at the very end outstanding so you went and jumped right into it so um also all right we're going to jump into the business but first and fall first and foremost what did you do to forgive and release uh the negative emotions and the trauma from your family so that's a very good question. So what I did was I actually had a conversation with them face to face. And then some of them who are I'm not able to be face to face with, I was able to write letters and really start to do a meditation and write this letter, speak it out loud to the universe, to God, um, and then actually burning this letter. By releasing this from my mind, body and soul spirit, I was able to release that into the world. and sometimes it's like a very short period of time and sometimes it's a long period of time but this particular family member reached out to me and say hmm something has changed what has changed um and then i haven't spoken to this person in a couple of years and this person says i guess you give me some kind of energy i guess you feel like you forgiven me in some sort there was just signs that this person was saying to me that i released without me physically or speaking to them on the phone or physically saying it to them face so, to face. So wait a second, you wouldn't send the letter, you just write it out and then you just speak it? Yes. Write it, speak it, burn it. What? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, okay. So with the writing and speaking, you're getting everything out there, you're putting the emotions out and then with the burning, why tell everyone why the burning is so significant. So the burning of it is more of like releasing it. So you're releasing it from your mind, you're releasing it from your body, you're mm -hmm. releasing it from your soul. Yeah. So you're leaving it and giving it to the universe, to God, whoever you believe in, and you're just letting go of it. Yeah. And you can't do that without those those main three steps. 100%, 100%. Yeah. So, so there's a closure to it at the end of yes. the day. Like it's burned, it's done, it's gone. I've forgiven, I've accepted. 
um how like how deep did those conversations go was it a more of a thing to where like oh, you hurt me like like was what was displayed was it like um the the emotion of the situation was it uh compassion and empathy with it with for them as well and was it also um an understanding and also like how i'm going to be treating you in the, in the long run like that's super intriguing to me yes so that's very interesting so i actually did all of that this was, some of my letters have been short. The shortest letter I've probably ever written is probably like two pages. The longest I've ever written, maybe about 10 or 15. It's just depending on how that relationship is from beginning to end. And I've written a lot of letters in my time. And even now I still write letters. So I write these letters coming from my heart saying like, hey, you've hurt me in this way and how you've hurt me and what has transpired in my life because of this hurt. So I write everything out from beginning to end and then I speak all of it out and then I burn it and release it. Beautiful. Wow. So <laughs> so what I'm hearing is you do open communication from the mind, body and soul level. Yes. And that's uh, that doesn't have to be necessarily to the person but within your yourself, within your mind, body and soul and it doesn't have to yes. do with anyone else. Um, right. it, ta it takes meditation and it also takes prayer to the creator or whatever uh, higher power or entity that a person believes in. Yes. Beautiful. Absolutely. Beautiful. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so is, is this the same methodology that you use for your coaching to help other people heal as well? Yes. Yeah. Same, same, same method. So anything I use, I like to experiment on myself, um, just to kind of give a background story for that. I love to do experiment on myself and let me do it first. So I know it actually physically works. I'm not going to sit here and teach or educate or say, hey, to go do this thing over here on the side. And I know, I know for a fact it doesn't work or not work. So I like to experiment on myself, be consistent with it and know that without a shadow of a doubt, it actually works. And then that's how I teach it. 100%. hundred percent. It's like being a pro <laughs> when I was in network marketing, it's called being a product of the product. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Now, how do you incorporate a uh, Reiki healing into it or, you know, with you being a third level Reiki master, how do you incorporate that into your healing as well? So that's a very good question for that. So Reiki doesn't really come in towards the end of our time together. So I do like a Reiki. It's like a closing of a chapter. Mm. You've gone through a transition with pain, heartache, the misery of life of the past. And I help you heal those areas. And then the very end of our time, we do the Reiki. And that's more of a closure. And so that way you're able to transition into the highest version of yourself with a new lights, new mindset, new connection with yourself within your mind, body, and soul. And you're able to really start to communicate that in a way that makes sense to you and without judgment towards other people. And you're able to set those boundaries and trust. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Man, I've never, I, I haven't like really, I haven't been able to dive into Reiki healing as of yet. I plan on doing it, but that's one of those things that's like kind of bucket list things, but also I need to have the time and energy to do it. Tell us about that journey within uh, being becoming a Reiki master. Like how did that start and what got you interested into it? That's a really good question. So I am very a spiritual person. I didn't always be a very spiritual person until I started my journey. But 
I recently started to do like more spiritual connections and I wanted to know more about Reiki mm -hmm. and I've done Reiki. I've had a Reiki done to me before. And I was like, there was a disconnect with the person who was doing Reiki to me mm -hmm. and how I was experiencing it. So I was like, the energy doesn't match. So let me try to understand the Reiki on a different level yeah. with an open mind and open heart. I, learned how to do Reiki all three levels, one, two, and three, and I did it for myself. And as I was doing this, I felt more calm, more at peace, more energetic with the Reiki, but I also was able to kind of heal some of the things within me that was left over mm -hmm. that I didn't realize I had. And I decided to do this with all my other new clients. And they're like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. I've never seen Reiki done in this in this shape or form it's always been like reiki one-off sessions never mixed with coaching and reiki at the same time and i don't think there's a lot of people that do it that's what's up together <laughs> i mean or it might just not be a consciousness within coaching you know coaching is very there's there's a lot of different methodologies for coaching you know what i mean like i yeah. i use nlp uh, I guess you could say I'm a third level master of NLP. You know what I mean? I got <laughs> I got my brown belt in NLP, but uh, you know I, I don't use Reiki. So so and there's different ways to release that are so effective. Uh, right. We'll talk about the inner child as well. That's super important. Uh, NLP is important. Reiki is important. Uh, some people use uh, cards to help people. You know with trying to make sense of where they are now and what's going to happen and later on in the future astrology as well. Right. Like it's, right. it's a lot of different modalities that can help someone in the long run. And I, I can't, I never knock uh, anybody's modality as long as they're trying to be a blessing and heal. Of course. Uh, for sure. For sure. Um, also I forgot, like everybody might not be, you know what? Not just everybody, me included. What is Reiki? Well, for those like layman's out there, please, what is Reiki? <laughs> so Reiki is more of a spiritual connection with the Mother Earth that you're able to do simple tactics with Reiki. You can definitely walk outside barefooted in the grass and the dirt and really sit and do meditation. So mm -hmm. it's like another level of meditation is just taking up on the notch um you know mm -hmm. we have that basic meditation where you just do it 10 15 minutes now you can do it you know longer for about an hour um and then reiki comes into that so it's more of like being connected with the universe god highest power whoever you believe in you're able to see the difference um in nature if there's if you're connected to nature or if you're connected to your highest power your highest power self will guide you and give you different visions or visions that you're able to really start to really share with the world and what you're able to really do in this world so it's actually helping you kind of connect the path that you're meant to be on so that's pretty much in a nutshell what reiki kind of connects you with so it's in an it's uh, when you're in alignment and empowered by the creator and the universe yes how do you help someone become in alignment and empowered with the like the universe? How do you send that? Because I notice energy sending when, when I think Reiki, I think totally think, you know, yeah, or Jedi. Like, here's my energy. Yeah, no, you can definitely 
So Reiki, you can also definitely send the energy to another person through a screen mm -hmm. in person. Mm -hmm. So this is a, also, and this is where Reiki three comes in at. You can send the energy to them and they can feel it. And then it's more like a deep meditation and kind of healing the body and mm -hmm. healing the mind and hearing the spirit. And if you're able to send that energy to that person, they're able to feel it. Um, some people are like, oh, I have all these aches and pains all over my body from head to toe. And then you do the Reiki. And then all of a sudden after the Reiki is done, their body is healed and they're not feeling that achy pain anymore. Or if they're having headaches and um, they're confused and you do the Reiki, you're able to kind of heal those areas. And then, you know, they wake up and like, oh, I don't feel confused anymore. I don't have these headaches. So Reiki is very powerful once you're connected with the spiritual world. Yeah. Um, not everybody is meant to do Reiki, but if you practice it enough and educate yourself with Reiki, you're able to do it as well. Yo, all right, two things. All right, number one, <laughs> number one. I um, it's so like especially with the science and the data nowadays, it's the 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 power of thought. Right. The power of thought and of in the subconscious mind. Prayer, the power of prayer is so fascinating when you read the data on that. And um the power of faith is unmatched. The most powerful thing in the world, in my opinion, is faith. When especially when it comes to uh, us as creators. Um and us as creators and healers for that matter. Uh so that right there, uh faith, um um, thoughts and prayer, all that sounds like Reiki, like in general. So that is beautiful, absolutely yeah. beautiful. Uh, and and of, uh, the energetic flow within all three of those things. But I bet you, like, I, I'm, not, I'm not the most religious person in the world, but I bet you that Jesus was a, a Reiki healer as well, the way that he worked. You know what I mean? Bow, there you go. He was. And, and there's, there's studies show that, that God was a Reiki in his own passing time yeah. um and and you know it comes with buddhism and mm -hmm. um you, you know your faith comes into play so if you're a very strong believer in, in your faith you're able to do reiki as well you're able mm -hmm. to connect with reiki in yeah. some shape or form yeah so it, it's all connected in its own way it's all connected just with energy beautiful with all of energy that yeah. is outstanding all right so let me know about the relationship how, how important the relationship is with people's inner child. Oh, I love to talk about this. This is very important. <laughs> Let's go to you. Let's go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so with your inner children, you know, there's, you know, four levels of your inner children. And at the end of the day, you have, you know, your tantrums. We all have adult tantrums in some shape or form. And then even when we were younger, we've had a tantrum. It's more of like your inner children screaming at you in a sense, not verbally saying, hey, hey, look at me. I need your attention. They're just saying, hey, you need to pay more attention to your inner child. And it's very important to reconnect with your inner children as well. Time out, time out. Some people don't know what an inner child is. I forgot all about that. Oh, no, right? oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's, break it down. Break it down. <laughs> so your inner children are you at certain ages of your life. So we all have inner children in us. So we have our adult inner child, which is our current self. And then we have our inner child when we are young, uh, young adults. So around um, 18 to 20. 
years old. And then we have our school age um, inner children, which is around the age of um, eight to teenage years. And then we have the one we're born up until about five or six. So in those four areas of inner children, we have a tendency to have, you know, child tantrums. And if we're not connected with our inner children, then our world is kind of out of whack. And here's why I say it's out of whack is when we start to see things on repeat and we see things that are, um, that remind us of our childhood, you know, it could be a song, it could be a memory, it could be relating with other relationships and families. Um, we can be re-triggered with our traumatic experiences if there's any there. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's where we need to reconnect and keep those connected because if we're not connected and we're just aligned with our inner children, that's when the, the tantrums come into play. That's where we are angry, we hold resentments, we hold, um, you know, our trauma keeps coming, you know, in repeating cycles, family history cycles. If we're not breaking those cycles, our inner children are not connected. As we grow up, our inner children are disconnected in every shape or form. So we need to be connected with them. And how to do that is to show yourself some, you know, care for yourself, care of yourself in your mind, your body, and your soul, mm -hmm. and then showing yourself some unconditional love and compassion. And by doing those two things, you're able to connect with them and show them love show and honor them and knowing that they're here to stay and that you're able to connect with them and be the, the highest version of you that you possibly can be. It's awesome because showing love and compassion for your inner child is really showing love and compassion for yourself. For you, A hundred percent. So because we all have these subconscious triggers that, that we've had since we were small children that now we can react in the same way when we're triggered like that. And when we get back in touch with that inner child, we can see why we're triggered like that and how we can prevent ourselves from being triggered like that again in the long run. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So fascinating. Hey, I'm excited <laughs> for you too, because you're about to do some inner child work on a different level, yo. I know. I'm very excited for this. <laughs> very excited. Let's oh, I go. can't wait. <laughs> Let's go. I can't wait. I can't wait either. Um, Self-love. Before we get into the, the your inner child work with me, Tell uh, Alyssa, let's go ahead and uh, tell people like the importance of self-love. The importance of self-love is really to be able to take care of yourself. And if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not loving who you are and you're looking for love outside of you and in the wrong places. And if you're looking for love in the wrong places, it's going to attract the wrong type of people in your life. And then you're going to question why is this person not right for me or um, why do I keep attracting certain type of people in my life or why certain things are happening in my life that's on repeat. So the same cycle. So I would like to say that, you know, self-love is very important to be able to honor you, take care of yourself, loving you unconditionally and loving who you are inside and out within your mind, body and your soul. 
um, because if you're not loving you, you can't love anybody else, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And you're looking for love in the wrong places. Unfortunately, what do you mean? Unfortunately, what do you mean? Unfortunately, why is that so? That's no, no. That is a clear indicator. Yes. that you are loving everyone and most importantly yeah. yourself you know what i mean like yeah I it's mean, important like you gotta I, love you I, I i i like i said i'm not the most religious person in the world by any means you know what i mean <laughs> heck this could be wine in here okay and it's only 10 30 no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> it's tea everybody it's tea but <laughs> but um but real talk uh the the very prophetic uh uh amazing man from palestine they called him yeshua back in the day he uh uh, he said that uh out of the two commandments to love thy neighbor as you love thyself and therefore you can only love others as much as you love yourself so the more that you love yourself, the more that you can love others. That was a clear, he, I guess he saw it clearly, even back in those times to where he saw all these people and broke it down as simply as you can. So that's what it's all about, loving yourself. So then you have the capacity, the bandwidth to love others as well. Yeah, I agree. That's real. That's real right there. That's what's up. So, Today on the podcast, you chose to release fear. Why did you? What? Why did you choose fear? <laughs> Out of all the things, I know. Right? <laughs> I could, well, all the things. There was only three. There was anger, sadness, and I, fear. You chose fear. Yes. So I released the anger, and I re- released the anger. Um, but fear is where the reason why I chose that is because there's, you know, we all have fear in our lives, and in different areas. And I wanted to release some of those fears in different areas of my life that I haven't kind of worked through yet. And I know that fear, you know, kind of can stop you from doing the things that you want to do in life. And if you're always in fearful mode, you're not going to be able to accomplish the things that you want. And it's going to delay the things that you want to do or accomplish in your life. So I wanted to be able to kind of release some of that fear, release all the fear um, in all areas. Don't you put that pressure on me, first of all, okay? <laughs> like, all the fear. We got like all 15 minutes. Just get, let's get rid of it all. <laughs> we'll, get get rid of it all. we'll get rid of a lot of it. But what's what's one of uh, the areas that you're fearful where, and where you're fearful? Being able to kind of grow as a family as my kids are getting older. Um, you know, I've got an oldest one who's about to be in teenage years, and he's already testing the waters right now um, as we speak. And so I wanted to be able to be that connected with all of them as they get older um, and not be very fearful about repeating the family history when it comes to like teenage years and as they get, you know, adults. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a fear that you may not be the mother that he needs in order to escape that family trauma. Yes got you i don't mean to call you out like that it's not that it's no it's fine it's the it's fine. <laughs> third level nlp practitioner oh everywhere. hey <laughs> no it's fine no idea that's it to sum it up that's what it is um so i just don't want to have the same history repeats itself so in that areas and that's kind of where it started for me and my siblings as well around that age right yeah. oh yeah. so you've seen it happen already and you're like 
No, yeah. not with him. You're not, not this time. No. You're not taking my baby. Yeah. Yep. I've you. seen it. Yeah. 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 So that's even more. Hundred. I, I I get it. I definitely get it. <laughs> and we all we all have those fears of not being enough. You know what right. I mean? Like out of shoot, probably about ninety percent of my clients, the one limiting belief, one of one of the limiting beliefs that we have to get rid of is I'm not good enough. For sure. For sure. I mean, heck me. It took me years because I had so many different triggers for I'm not good enough, whether it came to relationships, family, money and and business. Yo, like so friends, keeping friends around There's so many different triggers. And I'm I was constantly refining myself with this process uh, to make sure that I get rid of. So believe me, I get it. I get it. yo. Um, what's another uh, situation from the past that you were fearful of that you can kind of feel, uh, feel that trigger from as well? Just the way I communicate with him, uh, since he is the oldest and I'm the oldest of my family, I noticed that my mom or my parents weren't really talkative with me around this age frame. They're like, oh, just do what you want, do what you want. And I'm not about do what you want. You can to an extent, but I want to be able to be open and communicate with him, um, whatever is going on. Because as I know that he is getting ready to transition into his teenage years, I want him to be able to come to me and ask me any questions without fearing like, oh, what was her reaction going to be if I asked this question? Mm -hmm. So it's more of a being able to be open and communicate in that way where I wasn't able to to do that with my own family um one yeah i'm sorry yeah. no 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 you're fine <laughs> so fear of so, a, fear of a lack of communication yes got you okay cool um i was also asking like is there anything that besides like the things that you you're going through with your teenager is there anything from the past that brings up any type of feelings of fear within you that we can check on now and then have a clear indicator that it worked so afterwards or that it worked afterwards yes so how i'm feeling now is more of a <laughs> pressing for the the answers or trying to press to communicate with him um when it comes to like you know relationships if it's you know schoolwork or um you know siblings um because he is the oldest and he has two youngest ones that he kind of watched over mm -hmm. and now he's not going to be able to take that role on anymore as far as watching his younger siblings and he's like i don't know what to do about the next phase in life when it comes to like not watching them and making sure that they're okay. And he's very protective over them. So just being able to kind of communicate saying that it's okay. And that you're, are, you're going to be by yourself for the next three years or longer. Um, and that it's kind of showing up now where, you know, everybody's arguing, everybody's, the kids are arguing back and forth, like, Oh, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to do that. But I want to be able to like say, Hey, it's okay to feel the way you're feeling. It's all right. You're not alone in this. I've gone through it myself. So it's like it is. I'm starting to see the same history kind of slip back into how it was before. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of seeing how the, the mixed emotions are, are running in the house right now. Understood. Understood. Let's go ahead yeah. and get rid of that fear. All right. Let's do it. So, um, of course, we went over everything before the podcast. All you have to do is use your imagination follow directions and trust the process. 
We've already got your timeline. Your past is where? Behind. Where's your future? In front. Perfect. All right, let's get into it. Um, is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this fear today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yes. Awesome. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt fear between the ages of birth and seven? How old were you? Six. Do you have a specific event in mind? I was in elementary school and I was transitioning with teachers and I didn't want to have a different teacher. I was custom and used to the same teacher. Got you. Got you. That's a good one. All right. You can go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process. I'm ready for the process. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating outside of your body right here, right now, as if though you were a spirit or energy. And I want you to see yourself from a third person point of view. See your black and pink shirt, the window behind you, the porch that you're, shit, you're sitting on, the trees in front of you, the road in front of you, the wooden chair that you're sitting on, the AirPods in your ears, the screen that you're looking at. Let me know when you can see yourself from a third person point of view. I can see it. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt fear when you were just a little girl transitioning from one teacher to another. I want you to just see that little girl hovering above her. Let me know when you can see that little girl. I can see her. Awesome. Now, just stay right there in that position and just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. Are you still above that little girl? Yes. Awesome. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. All gone. Awesome. Now, the most important thing in this exercise is the wisdom that you obtain. Now, with your eyes closed and you floating above that little girl, what did you learn? I learned that she's strong and mm -hmm. that she can do anything that she wants to do in life. Mm -hmm. And that it's, she doesn't need to be fearful for anything. That's right. That's a big lesson for you as well. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. All right, and as you're above the dinosaurs, now float deeper and deeper 
into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. And as you float there, weightless, in space, ask yourself now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? Awesome. Now, float down inside the event. Sink through your own eyes as a little girl and check on the emotions. Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? They've disappeared. Awesome. Flow back above the dinosaurs and then float into space and where space in the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. I'm there. Flow very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt fear from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one event. Preserve the learnings and let go of all the fear all the way back to now. And don't come back to now until all the fear is gone. When all the fear is gone, you let me know. Make sure that you focus. You also go to the fear of that lack of communication with your family. All the fear is gone. Awesome. Flow down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Ooh. Welcome back. <laughs> I started with a headache <laughs> and now my headache is gone. <laughs> you started what with a headache? No, I started with a headache right here in my head and then now I'm opening my eyes and released everything and now I don't have a headache. That's so cool. So you started the podcast with a headache? Mm-mm. Oh, the, the meditation? Yeah. Oh, so you felt it. The fear was like, here it is. Here I am. <laughs> Right there, yeah. <laughs> bold, thundering cloud mm-hmm. of rain. And now I'm like, okay, now I have the sunshine over me. Now. So, yeah. Clearly. So I released. Really, yeah, I'm clear. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Good stuff. All right. So, uh, do you smell bacon? No. Awesome. Uh, that's a question I asked to help you break state. Can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion and go back and notice if you can feel it or you may find that you cannot? Well, I don't feel this this emotion anymore, but it's when I started to start to share it with my business. And that was the biggest fear of all. Well, not all of it, but the biggest fear I had come in my past was to start my business put my story out there, share my story and start to help other people. And now I don't have that fear or when I'm looking back when I'm six years old, I don't even have that fear anymore either. Very cool. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I want you to imagine going out into the future to an unspecified time in the future in which if the same thing would have happened in the past, you would have felt inappropriate or unwarranted fear. But it's the future now. So see if you can find that old emotion, or you may find that you cannot. I'm even, it's not even there. In the future, it's not even there. Beautiful. It's like it's, it's, like it's ripped and like disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's vanished all the way around. <laughs> Congratulations, you just released a bunch of fear. 
the lighter. Yeah. That's that. that uh, it's the mind body connection, right? Mind body energy connection. Uh, you release something on the mental part, but the, the you release something on the mental part and then it releases on the physical part. But also if you hold something in on the mental part, then it holds something in on the physical as well. So that's why we get that tenseness. So I'm glad mm -hmm. you released that. Yeah. All right. All right. So um, go ahead and tell us about the fear of the lack of communication between you and your son. Well, I mean, there's not the fear is gone. So now I'm able to be open um, and be open with the communication without judgment and able to be giving him the like the best advice possible when he has those questions come arise. Um, he started to ask a little bit of questions recently in the last couple of days. And I kind of practice what I preach, be open to communicate and be open with an open mind. And he's starting to slowly come around to start asking the questions because he's normally good at his, his dad and ask all the questions. And, and now he's starting to come to me um, with those questions. So he's, uh, he's coming around surely, but surely, slowly, but surely he's coming around. So I don't have that fear anymore to where I'm able to just hide in the corner somewhere and like avoid the questions, but I'm embracing the questions that he's asking. She's very curious. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. And like in the future, how can you improve, uh, you guys' relationship? So he's more comfortable with, coming to you just being able to just bond with him one-to-one -one without his siblings or without his dad with well without my husband around um and just you know ask him is there anything that he wants to ask me is there anything that he's curious about um you know it's a lot of it's more more of the questions he's asking me now it's more related to my family so like his his grandparents uncles um you know as we were growing up he's kind of like looking back out how we were and what we did and how we did things. So now I'm able to kind of like just be open and honest with him about the things that we used to do, but, you know, highly not recommend him doing it now in this age, this time of age, but just being open and communicating with him and just be there for him when he needs me. Amen. That's awesome. That's very good. So yeah. do you, so do you feel a different shift from before the meditation to afterwards? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do feel a shift. I feel a shift on not just with him, but for all my kids. So I'm able to be open with all of them and answer any questions that they may have regarding, you know, life, school, relationships, um, and to be able to be open without judgment. And so before we did the meditation, I was all about the judgment part. I'm like, oh, how they're gonna how they're gonna see me as, you know, when I was younger. Mm -hmm that's kind of where it's standpoint. So now I'm like, okay, no, I can embrace this. I can just tell them like, this is how it was. This is what I did, but highly not recommend it. Um, and then if they happen to go down that same path, I can just kind of help them and guide them the right way versus them trying to figure it out on their own. Amen. Amen. The fact that my experience that you do have makes you that much more um, prepared to help them um, because you can tell them this was the path that I went down and this is how crappy it ended up <laughs> or this is the path that I went down. I see that you um, that you are choosing a similar path and therefore uh, let me help you up out of this ASAP. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. That's, that's awesome. Good yeah. stuff. Uh, Thank you. And um, making sure that you properly communicate with your your kids because you know your your teenager is getting older and they're going to be like um, doing things more on their own. How do you feel about that now as well? I feel pretty good about that now. I mean, we all make mistakes in life, and even when they're teenagers, they all going to make their their own mistakes. But it's just about learning from those mistakes and not making the same mistakes twice. So just being able to come to me is like, Hey, I made a mistake without judgment. And then we talk about it openly and then how to kind of move forward from that. So now I'm able to be in that kind of uh, mindset around the conversations. Mm. So it seems as though your compassion increased a bit. Yes. Compassion, patience, if you will. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My husband say I'm a very impatient person, but uh, I've definitely worked on that. So now I'm very being very patient with them when it comes to communicating and and just being there for them. So just being very patient with them. So, yeah. 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 Everything that um, you had or maybe wish you had when you were a kid is now something that you can provide for your kids. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Definitely. Wow. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so very yeah. cool. Um, yeah. Th- th- uh, so the, the, were there any other, so you already said that you felt the headache before and then the headache, the headache had went away during the guided meditation. There's always these different feelings that you have. Like when I have fear, I definitely feel it in like my cerebral cortex area. Um, Exactly. (laughs) Um, When I, when I have anger, I feel it in my gut. Uh, Is there any other place that you felt the energy shift uh, after you let the, uh, the emotion go? Felt it in my third eye, and I felt it in my heart as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, "All right, I release, I release." <laughs> so I practice what I preach, releasing it. Um, but that's where I—that's the only two areas that I kind of felt it. My chest was kind of heavy, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, the headache a little bit too. So now I'm like, "Okay, I'm gone through the whole experience. I wake up, it's gone <laughs> on all levels." I was like, "Ooh." Patrick, you're giving me energy over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the beautiful thing though is like I, I don't. I mean, I, I know, uh, like I'm not trying to be braggadocious, but I know I have really good energy. You know what I mean? But yeah. the process gives you your own energy. You kind of subconsciously give yourself room to release that negative energy and then fill it with that love and joy and with that empowerment. You know what I mean? And that wisdom. Uh, for yourself and you with you um, with you doing that for yourself um, I don't have to send yourself you you any energy you're giving you all the energy that you need what I'm pondering about how is that conversation with the that inner child of yours tell me about that experience oh my inner child my first inner child saying thank you for this (laughs) thank you for this and loving and releasing it because my inner, all my inner children, not just for my six-year-old, my six-year-old self, but all of my inner children are for, I, at the very end, before you said, open your eyes, they all were huddled together and giving each other a great big hug and says, thank you from the top of their lungs. Like, thank you for this. Cause this is what we needed. You needed to release this fear and the releasing of the fear kind of was in all four inner children. And they were able to like, 
release it at the same time as well. So as when I, as, as I release it as my current self, my other three were able to release it as well what? at the same time. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's so cool. That yeah. hit all the marks. We didn't have to have individual conversation. No, we have a group session. All the children come on in. We talking yeah. right now. We talking right we now. We talking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something that I do as well. I, I invite all of the, I mean, we do it all. The inner child workout I do, we do it individually. And then we do it as a group. Yeah. And I'm like inviting all of the inner children at the same time, not subconsciously realizing that I'm doing it, but I'm inviting them all to come. And they are, they're like, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> and they see this, this, you know, I, I let them know as like, Hey, what do you, what do you see? What are they doing? What, what are, how are they reacting? And, and my inner children are like, party time mm. um they're dancing they're they're hugging they're just laughing and, and just loving so mm. that's what i got out of it um so thank you that's like the biggest gift i could ever give it's a celebration up in here it's a celebration yeah celebration. <laughs> <laughs> yes an inner child celebration i love it <laughs> i love it i love it very cool all right one more thing last thing i'm gonna ask from you is what are the things that you learned what are the things some of the things that you uh, wrote down that you needed to know for you and maybe <clears throat> someone else out there that's listening right now also can take with them as well just being very open um without judgment being very open with yourself and trusting the process and knowing that it is going to work for you no matter however you feel at the very end um it's going to work in its own time and just really really trust the process um and communicate be open so that's what i got out of it being very mm -hmm. open Beautiful. yeah i love it <laughs> Love it, love it, love you did, it. You just, you did some, some magic over there. I can just say, you did some magic. I tell you, I tell you what, I'm like the David Blaine of the emotional world over here. You know what I mean? Like, I, I stop. I haven't said beautiful no, this much during the podcast. I swear, I'm like that's beautiful, that's beautiful. So, <laughs> very good, Tahira. You, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I truly appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. It's yes. been a pleasure. Yes, same here. And thank you all out there for tuning in to this podcast. Once again, if you're on YouTube or Facebook, please subscribe and hit the like button. If you are out there on the podcast uh, world with Spotify, Apple or Google, thank you so much. Keep tuning in. I'm going to keep bringing on outstanding guests like to hear uh, anything else you want to say to the folks out there. Just be able to just love yourself unconditionally and you'll be able to love everyone else around you and they will return that love with you. Amen. Amen. Now, um, I will thank you guys out there. Take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace. <laughs>